0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. And welcome back to the Rock Chalk Podcast. I'm your host, Sandy Mitts. Today, I am flying solo, but it is a recap show for the... Kansas versus Coastal Carolina game that happened on Friday. Uh, Lots of stuff going on for me personally, so I decided to make this one rather than trying to find a way to make it work so that I could get the timing right to be able to record with Mike as as we normally would. Uh, I'm just going to do this one solo today. And there's a lot of really exciting stuff to talk about, but before we get there, uh, first up, we have our message from our sponsor here, or here on the podcast. You guys know them well. It is Symbol. Symbol, they are the stock market for sports. Uh, they allow you to trade sports teams like stocks. You can earn cash payouts when your teams win. Unfortunately, the Jayhawks did not win, so I did not get a payout this week from them. But, you know, they have blended over at symbol they blended sports in the stock market to offer you a new way to invest in and profit off your favorite teams the best part is that this is not gambling so it is legal in all 50 states you do not have to worry about whether you know gambling is legal in the state that you're in so you can participate in this um you know you can use that sports knowledge you have to buy low sell high and earn cash payouts when your teams win just like i did with the jayhawks last week and i i can guarantee they are going to get bad based off of this performance which we'll talk about here I, I do think that they are going to get me some more money here later th- throughout this year. Um, however, as you know, Symbol is offering a very special giveaway to the 1012 network and this podcast here, uh, Rock Chalk Podcast. You know, they are going to be holding a drawing to give away two tickets to the Big 12 game of your choice. All you have to do is sign up for Symbol, make a $25 deposit using promo code CHALK12 and you will be entered into a chance to win two tickets to your favorite team's game this season. Again, go to Symbol.app, that is www.simbull.app to create a free account and when you deposit, make sure you use that promo code CHALK12 for your chance to win two tickets to a Big 12 game of your choice absolutely love having them as a sponsor here on the on the Rock Chalk podcast um, and like I said you know if you get in there you can find a team that you believe is going to win or is going to appreciate and value as they get better and better and earn profits from them that way so all right so let's get to this game because uh, there's a lot of great stuff actually came out of this game look Kansas lost 49 to 22 which You know, that did not cover the spread. Spread gets anywhere from, well, I think, I I think there was one at one point you could have gotten plus 27 and a half for Kansas and that would have covered. But other than that, you know, Kansas did not cover whatever spreads you probably were able to get for this particular game. However, I feel weird in saying that I actually felt really good about this game. Liked what I saw. I was able to watch more of it than I originally thought I was going to be able to. And the thing that jumped out to me is this quarterback, Jason Bean. Look, I realize he did not have the best passing game. Uh, you know, he was 12-23 for 189 yards, no touchdowns, had a, a, a pass that could have been picked but was not. It was dropped at the last second. Um, the Kansas was able to actually turn that drive into a touchdown because of an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. That actually happened uh, on that one. But being you know, did the one thing I think that gave him that push, that allowed him to be the guy that ended up leading this team. He showed what he is able to do on the ground. Look, I don't like the fact that he is leading rusher that he had the most carries. You know, he had 13 carries for 102 yards. He is by far the leading rusher on this team throughout the year. I don't know that I want that to continue. I don't know that I necessarily like that. That is the way it is. However, you know, he has been absolutely electric. The two touchdown runs that he had were both over 20 yards, um, you know, the longest being a 46-yard a touchdown run. Like, it was absolutely phenomenal what he is able to do, that extra dimension that he adds to this team, you know. And, and, and we have seen lots of teams be super successful with triple option, with the ability to have a quarterback that can run, that can be kind of a secondary weapon on the ground with their legs, you know. Uh, Bean has been able to shown or has shown the ability to be able to make some throws as well. So it's not like he's just a running quarterback that they can just key in on the run. Um, yes, that is probably his main weapon, his, his best weapon that he has. However, he has shown the ability to be able to head and throw some passes. He had some absolute, uh, lasers that he threw in this game. Kwame Lasseter came up with a big one, 22 yard catch. Uh, you know, Luke Graham, you know, think about it this way. We had four receivers who had their longest catch. Was over twenty yards. Kwame Lasser was the was the the you know shortest one with twenty two yards. Then Luke Grimm had a thirty five yard catch. Trevor Wilson had a thirty nine yard catch. Uh, you know Arnold had a thirty seven yard catch. So we had a lot of guys that got a lot of really big receptions in really important spots to give Kansas the opportunity to actually win this game. We said this on the preview. You know Kansas probably was not going to win this game. The question was going to be were they able to be competitive? Were they going to be able to show some things that could give you hope that throughout the rest of the year that they would have an opportunity to win games or to be in games at least. And that's what we really expect from this Kansas team. So I'm not, yes, I I don't like the fact that they lost by 27. You know, obviously you would have liked them to keep it a little bit closer for betting purposes or just the fact that, you know, you want to beat the spread to show how good this team is doing and, and what they're able to do. But I am looking at this game and I am not necessarily concerned about the way that this game went. You know, so I, I want to go ahead. We're going to continue to focus here on the offense because a lot of really great things happened. Yes. The offensive line had some issues out the gate. Um, You know, I mean, Jason Bean was under pressure more often. Than I would have liked Ghost Carolina was able to finally get some pressure, especially later in the game to keep Kansas, you know, on their extended drives from punching it into the end zone the way that they needed to, to be able to stay in the game. However, I saw a team that was able to fix a lot of the issues that they had in the first game. You know, there wasn't a lot of blocking assignments. It was guys getting beat. Um, You know, it was, I mean, it it was occasionally having things break down or guys being potentially out of position or things like that. Like there, it wasn't a, every single snap, what the heck is Jason being going to do? Because there's a guy in his face right away. We didn't see that very much. Um, You know, we saw a Kansas offensive line that made definitive strides from their game against South Dakota that allowed them the opportunity to go on some extended drives. I mean, you, you look at the different drives that Kansas had, you know, they had eight plays for 36 yards and a field goal to start 12 plays for 66 yards and a touchdown on the second one. Um, You know, then let's see later in, later in the quarter, they had a touchdown. I'm sorry, later in the half, they had a touchdown drive of, of uh, three plays for 65 yards. So that, I mean, that was a, a, obviously a big play that allowed them to get that, but, you know they had seven plays for 47 yards that ended up in a you know a a, a turnover on downs that to be honest like I, that one was was a little bit difficult there in the second half again nine plays for 58 yards that one ended again on downs another one 11 plays for 50 yards so it's not uh, yes they weren't able to finish drives the way that we like them to but they were able to go on extended drives for a very long time to keep pushing the ball down the field. And yes, they've got to finish. That's something they got to work on. We knew that going into this, but the fact that they were able to sustain drives against a defense that is as good as coastal Carolina's because make no mistake, coastal Carolina has a very good team, very good offense, very good defense. We talked about this in the preview. This is a very, very good team. And Kansas was able to stay with this team. You know, coming out of halftime, they went on a drive to get it back within a touchdown and were still able to make it a game for a decent portion of that until they weren't able to finish drives. Yes, of Carolina finally figured out how to attack this defense consistently, um, but you know the offense wasn't able really to hold up their end of the bargain in the second half, um, which you know eventually was going to happen. But what we saw was some very, very good strides from the offense. We saw Devin Neal get involved. One of the things I was asking for last week was wondering why we weren't seeing that. Um, yes, he, he had 11 carries for 40 yards, it wasn't the greatest in terms of per play. You know, Velton Gardner, eight carries for 31 yards. Kansas does have an issue for whatever reason that they're getting big plays in the rushing game from Jason Bean and not much else in terms of big, gigantic plays consistently from Devin Neal or Velton Gardner or the other quarter, or I'm sorry, the other running backs that they have. However, Devin Neal did have a 14-yard run. You know, Velton Gardner did have an 18-yard long run. Like, they have some very big runs that are coming here. They have the big playability. They just don't have the consistency yet at this point. That is something that you have to build. We have to remember, as we're looking at this team, that this is a team that has a very long way to go. They are still learning a system. They are brand new in the system with Lance Dipole. They're still working out the kinks. We're going to see these types of games. It's going to be frustrating, yes, while you're watching the game. But I came away from this game extremely impressed with the way that the offense took their strides from week one to week two. You as a Kansas fan should be excited about what we could potentially see. And we'll talk about this actually in the next segment, um, because we're going to finish talking about this game. And then we're going to go ahead and throw it to a break and come back and talk about the rest of the big 12. Because let me tell you, this weekend was a very, very bad one for the big 12 in general, but we'll talk about what that means for Kansas coming up after the break. But I do want to talk about this Kansas defense, because guess what? Kansas defense did not look nearly as bad as a 49 points would tell you. Um, yes, they did give up at the end of the game. They were a little gassed. They had some issues. Um, but it's one of those things where, you know, when, when your offense goes cold, when your offense isn't really able to keep it going, and when you have an a offense that is just as dynamic as Coastal Carolina is with Grayson McCall, you know. Again, we talked about this in the preview. Um, you know, this is a very, very good coastal team. They have a very, very good offense that can do a lot of different things. And Kansas was actually able to, to you know, stop them enough to stay in this game for quite a long time. Um, you know, Kansas, Kansas won the turnover battle. Uh, you know, it, they it was one, one nothing, but they were able to get a strip sack on Grayson McCall, cause a fumble, and were able to recover it. That was the only turnover in the game. Like if you had told me that Kansas was going to have no turnovers, they were going to win the turnover battle and they were still going to lose by 27. I don't know that I necessarily would have believed it. I would have thought it'd been a little bit closer because that meant that Kansas was doing something right. But what that tells me is that Kansas has limited mistakes have really made it so that they are giving themselves a fighting chance. And what we talked about, coastal played some very, very sound football. Um, and, and so I'm not, I'm not really that concerned. Sorry, sorry if I'm a little bit disjointed here, guys. Um, you know, you know, th- there is reason that I like to have someone else on here to kind of bounce the conversation back and forth, so I can we can you know focus on things and and all of that. But I did want to I did want to talk about this game. I did want to talk about why I am actually very, very, very optimistic about this, what this team can do for the rest of the season. Um, you know, looking at the defense, guys that came up big, had a lot, some really big tap, tackles from the guys you would expect. Uh, you know, Kenny Ken Logan Jr. Kyron Johnson had that, you know, half a sack that turned into a strip sack. Um, I I don't remember if he's the one that knocked it out, if he's the one that jumped on it. But regardless, uh, no, I'm sorry. Yes, uh, Kyron Johnson was the one that that recovered it. He was not the one that actually forced it. But. you know that, that that was actually Malcolm Lee. Now that I am remembering that he he got the other half of that sack, so it was absolutely fantastic what they were able to do. You know the fact that they were able to get in there and disrupt what Coastal Carolina wanted to do for as long as they would, as as long as they did. Um, you know, so I was impressed with the defense. We knew that this was going to be a difficult game for them. We saw flashes from a lot of different guys. I don't, you know, I went through and I was thinking about this, and, and I think I actually tweeted something like this during the game. This was this game is probably the third toughest on the entire schedule for Kansas this year, if you really, really think about it. That Oklahoma game is going to be an absolute beast. The Iowa State game on the road. You know, yes, that Texas game is on the road, but as we'll talk about a little bit later, yeah, Texas looked good in the opener. Not so much after that. So you know, this is this is a Coastal Carolina team that I think is probably the third best team that's on Kansas schedule. Um, There's still a bunch of questions about teams like TCU, West Virginia, Texas, you know, other teams in the big 12. And so this is, this is, you know, a, a good measuring stick for where we are in the season to think that Kansas is going to have an opportunity to get better throughout the year and have a possibility that they're going to be able to go ahead and get this turned around and they're going to be able to sneak a win out somewhere. I, I don't know where it's going to come. I have some ideas about where it might be, but you know, I, I, I am almost to the point where I'm willing to guarantee that Kansas is going to get another win and hit that over on the to on the win total. So, all right, I do want to go uh, rather than continue to talk around in circles here you know, about how excited I am for this. Uh, I do want to go ahead throw it to a quick break so we can get a word in about the, the other podcasts we have here on the network. When we come back, I, I am going to talk a little bit about what happened with the rest of the big 12. Uh, like I said, it's going to be a little bit shorter episode than normal because of stuff going on, you know, jump over to my personal Twitter if, if you want to know what it what exactly that is. But, um, We love the whole Big 12, and we are available everywhere that podcasts are found. So go and find the 1012 Podcast and subscribe today. And we're back. All right. So sorry about the rambling a little bit. Uh, a little bit excited about what actually has happened for the Jayhawks and, and kind of what this all means. And, you know, kind of kind of turn it to the rest of the Big 12, because let me tell you, it was a very, very bad week for the Big 12 this week. Um, you know, the only game that went super well, uh, oh, I'm sorry. There, there was actually two West Virginia absolutely pasted LIU. Um, you know, that game wasn't even close. Uh, I don't actually have the exact score in front of me, but it was absolutely fantastic for, uh, for the big 12 for West Virginia. They did absolutely everything that you would expect them to to need to be doing after that loss that they had to Maryland last week. Long Island University, They West, West Virginia beat Long Island University 66, 66 to nothing. You know, scored three touchdowns in the first quarter and never looked back. It was absolutely f- phenomenal. Baylor looked pretty good. Uh, you know, one sixty six to 7. Texas Southern got their last, their last or their only touchdown in the final quarter there. Um, you know, and so the, the only other team that actually looked really good today from the Big 12 or yeah, fr- fr- from the Big 12 to today being Saturday was Oklahoma. Absolutely pasting Western Carolina, 76 to nothing. Exactly what we expected. The other big marquee matchups that we expected to see, Iowa State laid an egg against Iowa. And, you know, I, I, I looked at, at what Iowa State fans were saying and and kind of it doesn't jive with what I actually saw from this game. Iowa State has some really big issues with their offense. I don't know why. I don't know if it's just early in the year like they normally have and they're going to get it rolling. Like, I think that's your best hope if you're an Iowa State fan, but it doesn't help the Big 12, as a, you know, in general. It actually helps Kansas in that they play Iowa State a whole lot earlier than they normally would. And so you have to think that, you know, if they can continue to make these strides week after week, that they actually could have an opportunity to do something, you know, in Ames. That that I don't think a lot of people give them an opportunity to do. I don't I'm not gonna go as far as to say that I think Kansas is gonna be competitive in that game and actually win that game, but the fact that they got absolutely demolished by an Iowa team that I, I honestly don't know how good they are, but I mean they look like they're better than a lot of people gave them credit for. But you know, Iowa State beat themselves in a lot of this game. Um, but they didn't give themselves really an opportunity to be successful against Iowa, and Iowa was ready to jump on them. So I don't know how much of this was Iowa State, how much of this was Iowa, but again, it looks really bad for the Big 12. It opens some potential opportunities for Kansas if they can capitalize on it. The other game that was an absolute stinker was the Texas going to Arkansas, falling behind at one point, I believe it was 33-7, to um, just absolutely atrocious offense from Texas. Texas had to replace their quarterback. They went from Hudson Card uh, to, I forget the other guy's name. But honestly, at this point, I don't think it really matters who plays quarterback for Texas. Like, I don't know what was going on. Yes, they looked absolutely fantastic against Louisiana. I don't know if that's saying that Louisiana isn't nearly as good as you expected, or if this was just a case of Texas coming off of a huge win, um, you know, in the opening week taking this Arkansas team a little lightly. I do think that Arkansas is probably a little bit better than people are giving them credit for. Um, you know, and they actually showed that with this home win. But I am a little bit worried if I'm a Texas fan, you know, that this is, this is, uh, it was a little bit of fool's gold in that first week. They had a phenomenal first week. This second week, they brought them back down to earth. You know, this doesn't answer any of the questions that I had about Texas coming into the year. Um, you know, it actually re, you know, makes some of those questions reemerge and gives Kansas an opportunity, or an, an opening for them to be, you know, doing something weird in that game. Again, I'm not going as far as to say from any of the results in the weeks, one or two that, Oh my gosh, Kansas, you know, is going to be super competitive and should be like a coin flip or anything like that. But what we're seeing is not a bunch of teams that are, you know, heads and tails above what Kansas is able to, is going to grow into this year. What I'm seeing is a lot of teams that had either really good first weeks, um, that you know, came back down to earth or teams that are just not getting going for whatever reason, if that's their normal progression and it's going to get better as the year goes on, I don't know. But, but you know, I'm not seeing what I was expecting to see. Oklahoma state's another one of those teams playing against Tulsa this week. You know, they, they struggled mightily with Tulsa. They only won 28, 23. I have no idea what was going on in that game. It looked really bad. The offense there, Spencer Sanders coming back was not the, you know, the the salve that that offense needed it wasn't the missing piece it wasn't the key to get them to go really really well so i i again i have a lot of questions about what oklahoma state's able to do um you know maybe when they finally play kansas you know everything will be fixed or kansas will be the fixes they need i i I honestly don't know but this is one of those things where you know i'm not seeing a bunch of teams in the big 12 that are really You know, putting the fear in me as a Kansas fan to say that there's absolutely no way Kansas can beat them. You know, I'm going to lump the the final three that we haven't talked about yet: TCU playing Cal. You know, they got down pretty early in this game. It was a back and forth affair. TCU, the vaunted defense they have, gave up 32 points to Cal. Uh, yeah, I know that some of that was a, was an interception touchdown, but it's, you know, it's one of those things I, I don't know what's going on. It seems like the Big 12, for whatever reason, is starting really slow, not the start that they needed, especially with the non-conference play, you know, and, and everything going on with the Big 12. And, you know, talking about how good these teams actually are going to be without Texas and Oklahoma, um, it wasn't a good showing this week for any of those teams. For the most part, except for those that were playing what should have been cupcakes in Baylor playing Texas Southern and West Virginia playing Long Island University. Kudos to them for taking care of those, um, you know, making making them look good for taking care of those games that they absolutely should have demolished the way that they did. But, you know, uh, Kansas State struggled with Southern Illinois. Southern Illinois scored 23 points in the second quarter. Yes, Kansas came back and shut them out at the second half in, in the second half, was able to squeak out the win there, you know, took the lead fairly early, it looks like, in the in the second half. I didn't actually watch this game, but looking over the box score, looking over the highlights, looking at what I could find, you know, Kansas State was able to to go up in the second half and never trailed again. But the fact that, that game was as close as it was and that they were losing at the half makes me wonder what is going on with this Kansas State team. And, you know, like I'm looking at the box score. Deuce Vaughn, again, was the, an absolute monster for them in this game. But I don't know that, uh, you know, it, Skyler Thompson was not the silver bullet that a lot of K-State fans seem to think that he was going to be. You know, he is, he is doing a, an admiral job of being a game manager and is able to pull it out again for the second week in a row. Uh, but it's one of those things where I'm just, I'm still not seeing that spark. I'm not seeing it from the highlights that makes me think that they have that second piece that they need on the offense. That's really going to get them going. And Texas tech struggled with Stephen F. Austin after the huge comeback against Houston and what's going to be, you know, a conference matchup in the future. Um, they, you know, they, again, they struggled with Stephen F. Austin. Uh, That game was super close. They were down at half. They were able to take the lead in the second half. This is definitely a second half Texas Tech team for whatever reason. Uh, We'll we'll see whether that continues. But, you know, I'm looking at all of this and I'm just not sure. I just I I do not know what to expect from the rest of this Big 12. So that gives Kansas hope. Um, You know what else gives me hope? And uh, something I'm really, really happy to be talking about. Brand new sponsor for us here on the Rock Chalk podcast. And that is Gridiron Metalworks. We had them back, you know, we we had the founder Derek Diltz back on on the podcast. At some point I'll probably reheat that that uh, that interview we had with him to kind of talk about the story that they have. Again, it was absolutely fantastic to have him on the podcast. I love absolutely love what they do. Um you know they they are absolutely fantastic. But uh Gridiron Metalworks they are you know, they make metal home goods for the college super fan. Their officially licensed grilling and decor products are made with high quality steel and precision lasers. So you can do your alma mater proud for years to come. They have almost every single power five conference. I think at this point out, uh, they, you know, they have a ton of schools. They have fantastic grill grades. I can tell you right now, if I actually had a grill, I would have a grill grate for the Kansas Jayhawks on there. Um, You know, I absolutely love the products they have. I have one of the desk plaques. I have one of the bookends for this for KU. I actually had them custom make me a sign, uh, you know, took the Rock Chalk podcast logo, turned it into a metal sign that is hanging on my wall. It's absolutely fantastic. I love that piece. It is fantastic what they do. They make very, very good quality products. And I am very happy to have them here as a sponsor on the Rock Chalk podcast. So, Um, what you guys can do for me to help me out and to help them out and, you know, and and to, to find out for yourself, just how great the products they have are. If you go to gridironmetal.com and order through them to get whatever it is, whether it's, you know, new grills or new grill grates for your grill for tailgating for the rest of the season here for the, for the Jayhawks, or if you're like me and you know, you want to have that, that fantastic metal home decor that you can have around Um, like I said, I love the desk plaque It's fantastic. Jayhawk head, you know, Kansas there. I love it. I, everyone who's come over and actually seen it was wonder what it is, where I got it from it. I I can't, you know, it's, it's absolutely great to look at. So, but if you go to gridironmetal.com, use the promo code chalk 12, you will get 15% off of your first order. Um, you know, and, and, you know, if you order, uh, it's free shipping on a hundred dollars or more. So, you know, you're going to get there. I promise with all the great stuff that they have. So, uh, go to gridironmetal.com use promo code chalk, 12, get 15% off your first order. I guarantee that you are not going to be disappointed by the great product they have coming your way. So, all right, final things to wrap up the day. We have a Olympic sport update for you. There's a lot of action this week. We're actually recording this before all of the action finishes. But first up in our Olympic sport update is Kansas soccer. Uh, the the women of Kansas soccer hosted Cincinnati, future conference opponent, uh, won that game four to one. It was an absolutely phenomenal performance by Kansas. Um, you know, they they went out there and really just absolutely dominated the matchup from start to finish. Uh, you know, we, again, we're recording this before the home matchup against Washington state in our preview for the Baylor football game. That's coming. That'll be coming up Thursday or Friday. I'll make sure to talk about what actually happened there, but, um, you know, definitely again, you know, that one is out at rock chalk park as well. So on September 12th, well, by the time you're hearing this, that game will actually already be over, but, um, You know, and and then the next games are away, but I definitely recommend the next time that they are actually in town here at Rock Chalk Park will be for the Sunflower Showdown on September 30th. Make your plans now so that you can either go to that game or the October 3rd game. uh, I'm sorry, the October 7th game at home against Baylor. Um, You know, it's absolutely fantastic the way these ladies are playing. I highly recommend you get out there and support them. Um, Again, I'm going to try to get someone on the podcast to talk about them uh, at some point here in the next few weeks. Uh, still working on the details for that, but uh, I'm looking forward to diving deep into this team and kind of figuring out what it is that makes them go and, and why they're being as successful as they are. You know, they are, at the point of this recording, they are 4-2-1 and on the season. Uh, absolutely great start for them. You know, they have some, some, some big wins already and are positioning themselves nicely going into conference play. So, uh, also happening this weekend, Kansas swept the Kansas Invitational. Uh, in terms of vo- the, the the volleyball Kansas Invitational, they swept all three of the matches that they had. The first one against Delaware that was on Thursday. The second one against Wichita State on Friday, and then on Saturday, they swept Kent State at home to finish and get the title for the Kansas Invitational. Absolutely fantastic what they were able to do there. Um, you know, uh, just building on the strong start that they had to the season. You know, they are five and three overall with some tough losses early in the year, but they have come on strong. So far, recently, uh, expect them to continue that. They have another tournament coming up, the Jayhawk Classic. They will also be at home coming up this next weekend, 16th, 17th, and 18th. Uh, they'll be hosting UMKC, so Kansas City, Missouri State, and Albany in those three games. Definitely recommend that you find ways to either go out to those games, uh, to those matches, or catch them on Big 12 Now on the ESPN Plus Network. Again, we will remind you guys of those on our next podcast episode as well. But wanted to make sure you guys had all of those updates before we get out of here. So again, you know, I I really appreciate you guys coming here, even though this is a little bit unconventional episode for me, me doing it by myself, wanted to make sure that I talked about that game. You know, I am super, super optimistic about this Kansas football team. I don't know when, we're going to get back to the point where they're winning a bunch of games again, but I do think that they're on the right path. And we, we saw some really great stuff out of this team under Lance Leipold against coastal Carolina. I'm glad we don't have coastal Carolina on on the schedule for the next few uh, years and, and, you know, into the near future, because let me get let me let me tell you, that team is absolutely great. They are building something fantastic there, something that Kansas, I think, can ultimately become again as a power five team. Um, but it's going to take some time for the Jayhawks. I'm glad that we don't have to play Coastal. On our way to get there. So, all right, but that is going to do it for us today. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you haven't already, please go out wherever you get your podcasts, with Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, any of the million apps that are out there. Just search for Rock Chalk podcast. So you can subscribe to the podcast, get every single episode as soon as it comes out. Uh, if you can give us a rating or review, five stars, nice comments, I'd absolutely love that. If for whatever reason you can't do that, just let us know what it is we can be doing better. We really do bring the podcast to you guys to get you all the information you need in as entertaining way as possible. So, if you have any comments, questions, suggestions, people you want to try to interview, anything like that, you can contact me by going or by emailing me at rockchalkpodcast at gmail.com or going on Twitter at rockchalkpod. Um, we are on the 1012 network, so you can catch all the great shows that we have, whether it's, you know, the the Raspy Voice Kids for West Virginia, uh, you know, the Funky Frog for TCU, or any of the other podcasts that we have covering all the Big 12 teams and all the big 12 sports um you find that on twitter at 1012 network that's One Two network to get links to all of the great shows that we have looking to potentially add a few more here coming up soon so stay tuned to that we now that we're on the anchor platform you can actually leave us a voicemail so you can get your voice on the show just go to anchor.fm slash rock-talk-podcast slash message and we i promise we'll get your voice on the show um again thank you guys so much for listening please go out and visit our sponsors whether it's symbol at you know S-I-M-B-U-L-L.A-P-P or gridiron the new sponsor grid gridironmetal.com use promo code chalk12 at both of those get great deals there and you can help the podcast out thank you guys so much for listening we'll catch you guys next time on the rock chalk podcast sports social podcast network